These were people on a mission, right. a mission to destroy an elected president. I mean, is that, is that a fair assessment? Did, oh, has totally. that really happened? Yeah, no, they wanted to, uh, first they wanted to stop him from becoming president. Then once he was unexpectedly elected, they wanted to drive him from office and undo the election results. Uh, and people always ask, well, why would they do this? It's, Let's it's, talk about who they are. They are, you know, a lot of people call them the deep state. I yeah. call it a malignant force. That's how mm. I open the book. These are people. Mm, well said. Are, thank you. These are people in the, the intelligence community, the FBI, the Department of Justice, the State Department. They are people of like mind. They are all addicted to power. Trump was a threat to them because he promised to drain the swamp. The swamp didn't want to be drained. You know, pow <laughs> power in Washington is like crack cocaine. You know, I mean, once you start. You, you don't want to stop, you don't want to give it up, you'll do anything to make sure that it keeps going. This is a Truth Podcast, where we question everything and no topic is off limits. I got it all covered. Discover the truths about topics you were never taught in school. Learn the uncomfortable and inconvenient truths about current events, geopolitics, culture, economics, and healthcare. You're now listening to the Truth Podcast. Question everything. And now your host, Richard. And welcome back to another episode of the Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Richard. It is Monday, March 9, 2020. And this week's topic, what is the deep state? And is it real? While most of the U.S. mainstream media was shocked by Donald Trump's victory over Hillary Clinton in the 2016 U.S. presidential elections, the same can be said about all media outlets. Although, to be fair, it was a difficult call because of the reluctance of Americans to admit to pollsters that they'd vote for Trump. Given the demonization of Trump and anyone who support him over Clinton by the media, as racists and sexists and xenophobes. One reason for Trump's victory was because many Americans who had voted for Bernie Sanders voted for Trump. Having seen leaked documents and emails published by WikiLeaks, which showed the Democratic nomination was stolen from Sanders and given to Clinton. Later, the former interim chair of the Democrat National Committee, Donna Brazile, had to admit in her book called Hacks, the inside story of the break-ins and breakdowns that put Donald Trump in the White House, that WikiLeaks was right and recalled in detail how the Democratic primary was rigged against Sanders, something that Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren also said on CNN on November 2, 2017. This, however, was one of the very few times that the mainstream media admitted or reported on this. Neither did it report on how Sanders was attacked from within his home party, with Clinton's campaign chair John Podesta saying, quote, stick knife in to Sanders, unquote. And one Democratic PR strategist replying, quote, Bernie needs to be ground to a pulp. Crush him as hard as you can, unquote. But then again, reporting on it would have been an embarrassment for the media, given the same batch of leaked emails also detailed how its own members were colluding with the Clinton campaign, including by planting false stories, as Magger Haberman of the New York Times is alleged to have done many times by Podesta himself. 
This is an old tactic often used by Western intelligence agencies that merged with and had in fact taken over the military industrial complex President Eisenhower warned about, as evidenced by the now exposed CIA Operation Mockingbird program and others. What these and the recent integrity initiative leaks alleging that British intelligence used the British media to create damaging narratives against Russia is that the military industrial intelligence complex, often referred to as the deep state, is alive and well. Like WikiLeaks was proven correct about Sanders being taken down by this deep state or permanent state, comprising of members of influential segments of society who always stay in power, it seems that Trump is too is now being proven right about its attempts to dispose him. In an article for the late great Robert Perry, who's best known for breaking the CIA's involvement in the Contra cocaine trafficking scandal in the 1980s, Consortium News on February 16, John Kirikou, who blew the whistle on the CIA's infamous torture program, wrote, quote, I was a member of that deep state throughout my 15 years at the CIA. I can tell you from first-hand experience that the CIA doesn't care who the president is, neither does the FBI, unquote. Kirikou, who is not a fan of Trump, nor his CIA director Gina Haspel, who is also known as Bloody Gina for her role in the torture program that Kirikou exposed, highlighting an interview of former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe with CBS's 60 Minutes, where he admitted that he and other FBI officials had discussed the possibility of recruiting a cabinet secretary to help push the president out of office using the 25th Amendment of the Constitution. He had this to say, quote, McCabe's almost offhanded comments on 60 Minutes that the FBI actively considered disposing a sitting president should be cause for alarm. Set partisan politics aside for a moment. We're talking about deposing a sitting president. We're talking about wearing a wire to catch a sitting president saying something because you're angry that he fired your boss. Even the idea of it is unprecedented in American history." Unquote. Now, as shocking a revelation as this may be, for those paying attention, this is not the first evidence of an attack on Trump by the deep state that has come out. If we rewind back to how the Mueller investigation began, which has so far come up with zero evidence of collusion between Trump's campaign, WikiLeaks, and Russia during the 2016 election, and charged individuals for totally different crimes or misdemeanors. As the Senate Intelligence Committee has found, one may recall that it was started using the false steel dossier produced by a former British intelligence agent and paid for by the DNC and the Clinton campaign, of course, in breach of US law. Moreover, at the center of recommending the appointment of a special prosecutor, Robert Mueller, was now fired FBI agent Peter Short, who had previously promised his fellow FBI agent and lover, Lisa Page, through text messages that they would stop Trump from winning the White House, among other things. And finally, the most obvious fact, which showed that the Mueller investigation is nothing but a witch hunt against Trump, as he has continuously claimed, is the fact that William Benny, former technical director of the NSA and inventor of the Thin Thread program, now at the core of all of his intelligence systems, along with some other forensic experts, have proven with forensic and technical, none of which have ever been discussed by the media, of course, that the speed at which the DNC files were transferred was so fast that it could not have been sent over the internet 
and wasn't hacked, and had to be transferred using other means, but was leaked instead, most likely a thumb drive. But why would the deep state go after Trump? Well, one reason is Trump's foreign policy of wanting to withdraw troops from Syria, Afghanistan, and end all these wars, and of course, of making peace with North Korea, all extremely damaging for the war profiteers that are also part of the deep state. And why is it that the media has joined the deep state in the attacks? Well, again, because large parts of the media no longer cover the news, but only exist to promote the deep state's narrative, while the rest of it is just there to push their own ideology, both left and right, onto the masses, which is why they've almost never covered the different evidence that have not been credibly refuted, despite being publicly available, that I've mentioned so far. To put it all into perspective using the words of Julian Assange, Hillary Clinton unified the establishments. Trump is the anti-establishment candidate. Despite himself being the wealth of the New York real estate establishment, he was not connected in a serious way to the Washington DC political intelligence or diplomatic establishment. So the media were part of that and acted in a disgraceful way by constantly making editorial endorsements to their candidate, Clinton. They were forced to make editorial endorsements for Clinton, otherwise they couldn't publish anything. While what is most interesting about this ongoing battle happening underneath the surface is the massive exodus of personnel from all three U.S.-letter intelligence agencies, now standing at record numbers, which could imply that Trump is actually winning, at least to some extent for now, against the deep state. But as the Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer reminds everyone on S. MSNBC, you can take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday getting back at you. President John F. Kennedy and Ronald Reagan had that reminded to them with bullets. Is that why Trump surrounds himself with members of the military? Well, only time will tell. But what has become obvious from Trump's presidency is that not everything is as it seems when it comes to matters concerning the deep state. I thank you for listening to this week's topic of the Truth Podcast, Question Everything. I hope to hear from you next week. Until then, take care, have a great rest of your week, and God bless.